Welcome back, everybody, to Nerdin' Out Nation's podcast number three, titled Comics. Tonight, we're super excited to have our special guest, Eric Barnett. He is the co-writer and artist of the new comic book, Alien Toilet Monsters. We're going to get a little insight from Eric and do a little interview with him, so we're really excited to be able to share that with all you guys. Tonight, though, mainly, we're going to be chatting about comics. We're going to be talking about our favorite comics. We're going to be talking about old school versus new school, which are better, our personal favorites, and also what we'd like to see. As always, I've got Mike. Yo. Jake. Hello. Pierre. Hey, guys. And I'm Brad. So let's kick this thing off. Jake, why don't you start us off with comics? All right. So I'm a huge comic book fan. Um... You know, biggest thing for me is the artwork when it comes to comic books, um, more so than than the writing. Um, just because when I think a character is established, it's really hard to stray away from that, um, even though there is a lot of alterations to characters that each writer kind of has their own staple to that particular character. Um, but when it comes to comic books, pretty much all the mainstream comic book movies and stuff that are out now, it's all thanks to basically comic books to comic books, essentially. Um, and I just really want to like give my my favorite artists, styles, um, whatever you'd call it, um, and hopefully you guys uh, know who I'm talking about, but if not, definitely look into them because it's, it's really interesting stuff. So um, me personally... Um, my main thing is Marvel horror books. So like Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by, Werewolf by Night, uh, the Frankenstein stuff. Um, Werewolf by Night, um, Mike Plug did a really good job with the artwork. It's not extremely unique, but you can really feel what the character is feeling. Um, and then Jerry Conway, who actually did a lot of the Marvel horror stuff, um, did a really good job writing the initial books, which then um, got written by different writers that kind of um, filled it out. Any favorites for you, Mike? Or? Um, just off the top of my head, I love uh, Frank B- uh, Miller's Batman. I think uh, that style transcended. Uh, into like the movies and stuff Uh, it adapted really well with like the Ben Affleck suit I think it drew they drew a lot from that Um, also one of my favorite artists is uh, Fiona Staples she does the Saga series uh, for Image Comics and if you haven't read those go check it out it's some of the most unique and beautiful artwork I've ever seen in a book yeah I do do you get into any of the older stuff? Any old artists or anything that you that you really liked? So I just started getting into the older stuff. Um, actually, just purchased the uh, uh, one Batman issue where it's a crossover between the Golden Age Batman and uh, the newer one with the first uh, appearance of Katana mm-hmm. and the Outsiders from Nerd Out. Quick plug. <laughs> Come get comic books from here. Um, and yeah, I, I love that style. I appreciate what they did with it, uh, for what like they had back then. They had zero technology and they were literally like hand drawing everything and tracing and stuff. And it's all three color, uh, you know, printing too back then. Amazing. So you really kind of had to, um, you really had to set your stuff, set your stuff 
you know, above and beyond um, to really get a, a following I on your artwork. I mean, there's a few names I have penciled in here just for artwork who are actually really main names in the in the world of comics, like John Romita Sr., um, who's probably better known for his Spider-Man stuff uh, back in the Silver Age. Um, and these are just, like, a small list of names of, of characters he's created who are main characters. And, well, most of these are in the Marvel Universe, but Bullseye, Luke Cage, Kingpin, Punisher, Rhino, Satana, Shocker, Vulture, Mary Jane, and Wolverine. Those are all classic characters. Yeah. And I think if you read comic books or even, like, watch the TV shows or the cartoons, like... As soon as you uh, hear those names, you can picture the image and like people know like what they look like, the costume and everything. So definitely amazing um, artist. Another one I have is George Perez, who's known like he's probably the high one of the highest regarded artists in all of comic books. He doesn't he's not necessarily responsible for too many um, character introductions, but he's so good at just hopping into any publisher. Any publisher will um, hire him to just do the art for their books but he was you know he was able to do like Andy monitor who's a villain for the dc universe aries cyborg deathstroke who's my favorite dc character um jericho maestro nova taskmaster and white tiger um not too many people know of her but still an white interesting tiger. character but um he did a really good job in the bronze age he really like stepped up the the reputation for the bronze age because when you look back um there's Golden Age, which is from the 40s to the late 50s, and then Silver Age is from the like basically 1959 to 1974, I believe, and then the Bronze Age was from 75 to the mid 80s, um, which isn't really regarded as the best time frame. But his art really like was the standout pieces of that time period. Um, the two that uh like stick out to me on that list were like Cyborg and uh, Deathstroke. Uh, was he like a big part of the Teen Titans? He uh, was. Line? The he was. So he created the persona of Nightwing, and he was a co-creator to Teen Titans. That's the so new cool. Teen Titans. Um, and then um, he was the creator of the persona of Nightwing, but not the actual like Char character. Dick Grayson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the backstory. But I mean, um, I think those Teen Titans uh, titles like brought a lot of like character development into all those characters starfire beast boy nightwing uh cyborg uh raven and you know all the other miscellaneous ones that were in it throughout the series and like those that was like one of my favorite cartoons growing up so the fact that he made like cyborg and deathstroke like two of the greatest like heroes and uh one of the greatest villains which are both going to be on the big screen soon is really really cool yeah. Um, his, his work in Avengers, which, um, is probably one of his better known pieces. He does make a really cool Wonder Man, which doesn't really look like the modern Wonder Man. Um, but also Wonder Woman. He did the volume two to Wonder Woman, which was, uh, really well done. Um, the last artist I really want to mention is really important to the MCU, who's Jim Starlin. Um, just because basically when it comes to Infinity, that's his baby. Um, Infinity Gauntlet, which was the first Infinity storyline. Um, he's basically the space guy. Anything that has to do with space, he's a great um, art developer just for that look. Um, and he's came up like he's come up with a bunch of characters. Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy ones like Drax the Destroyer, um, Gamora, 
Korvac, who in the comics is is pretty relevant, but in the MCU he's not non-existent. Magus, who's the Adam Warlock um, altered persona or alternate persona. Um, Pip the Troll, who's super famous, and Thanos, who's the main antagonist of the Marvel movies. So that that in itself shows how important he is and plus that whole storyline that he beefed up and made that important is now like the main um the main centerpiece of the whole mcu um as well as some of his titles like the warlock stuff silver surfer and then all the infinity stuff infinity gauntlet infinity war infinity crusade all that type of stuff so uh artist that just popped into my mind we were actually talking about earlier uh todd mcfarland i'm saying his name right Legend. Uh, Spawn. He well, he started out I think at Marvel drawing for Spider Man, mm-hmm. and basically like he just kept trying to be creative, like adding like some of the stuff that we see in like the webbing today when he shoots it out was uh, started by Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. and at first they were like, no, nah, just keep it simple, like we don't need any of that stuff, like we don't want you to be creative. So then he went over and started his own company, Image, and uh, yeah, without him and Spawn, uh, two of my favorite comic books, Saga and Wicked and the Wicked and the Divine, probably would have never got to see the light of day. He's so. he's done so well for himself. He's a he's he's a legend when it comes to comic books, and I think everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, when it comes to toy lines and stuff, McFarland Toys, that's a main thing. But yeah, he did start out. I think he started out in some of the lower credited roles like maybe doing some inking or our colors or pencils or mm-hmm. something um and then he went into amazing spider-man for a few issues then they actually gave him um this the, that new spider-man run in the early 90s to kind of do his thing and then yeah awesome yeah, he's, he's done really well for himself go check him out if you haven't so quick question for you too since you know comics more than pierre and i here we're gonna get on this debate new or old school which do you prefer comic-wise? Uh, me, personally, I enjoy the newer style more. I understand where people come from, where the golden age, the classic, and how much work they put in, and everything looks so digital now, and some people say that everything just looks to alike, and I strongly disagree. I think that uh, some of the newer stuff that's getting put out is the most beautiful artwork that uh, we've gotten, ever. And uh, whether you're using a Wamcom, you're uh, painting, or you're just drawing with pencil, it really doesn't matter because you need that uh, creative eye and you need the talent to create that artwork either way, Like what, no matter what you're using. So personally, I'm going to have to go with new. I'm going to tell you right now, Jake's probably going to go with old. Well, I'm going to go with old just because that's what I prefer. But I know exactly what you're saying because it is true. Like, Just overall creativity is to its max right now. I just think where some modern comics they're lacking in in uh, quality, um, not from the art perspective because art is just amazing, and especially with the technology that they have nowadays, it's really good. Um, and I think the best pieces in comics are the ones on the independent circuit, not even the ones on the main ones, because the main Marvel stuff, I'll say, like specifically, they. Um, they don't have any sustaining titles, and it's really irritating, and they're switching things around way too much. DC is actually doing a way better job. They have better storylines, in my opinion. Um, Everything uh, after New 52. I don't. New 52, some people like it, some people hate it. It's very polarizing. Yeah. But I think ever since Rebirth, um, I've been following okay. all those lines, The all the Batman ones, which he's in like 20 series yeah. right now. 
uh, the new Flash I like a lot. They introduced um, an awesome villain named Godspeed, which is he's amazing. His suit looks ridiculously cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like the old stuff, it's just they put their time into it, and it does have a certain look, and it influenced everything that we have today it's it's a lot but, more vanilla though like yeah. nowadays you're really able to do anything you want all you got to do is put a n- notice for mature readers and you can do whatever the hell you want exactly but, um yeah i mean just artwork wise i'm deadpool max it's a somewhat recent um a somewhat recent run but it was only like a 12 part miniseries in the marvel max um line and really unique artwork it's like water paint kyle baker did it it's probably some of my favorite artwork. It, it'll probably look like you can do it when you're falling asleep with your left hand, um, but it's it's actually really beautiful artwork. I think that even is a testament to uh, the art itself to make you think that you could do it yourself, but really, at the end of the day, that's his style, and he did that, and uh, creating that's amazing. Okay, so with all that being said, Jake, give me your personal favorite comic book all-time well, my favorite comic book of all time, I'm a Deadpool guy, and it's somewhat recent, um, but obviously the Deadpool annual um, from 1998, which is Deadpool's true origin story, which is kind of loosely based from, or the movie's loosely based from it, but they still manage to like make it different. Um, but aside from that favorite title, I'll say the Tomb of Dracula series from the 70s. It's a Marvel um, horror title. It's probably my favorite with uh, Jerry Conway and Neil Adams and Gene Colan doing the art so yeah. uh, um Mike if we're talking strictly art I would say uh Saga again it has some of the most creative art it takes uh place in outer space but has very real world issues so the story's awesome too my favorite story is uh we were talking about this earlier is Batman Hush uh, that and The Dark Knight, two of the coolest Batman comics you can ever pick up. If you haven't read them, you're doing yourself an injustice. Go pick it up. So I, I'm, I'm going to piggyback real quick. Not a huge comic book fan, nor did I follow a ton of it. But when I did and when I was a kid, you know, we talked about doing this in a future podcast is going back to what we used to collect and what was nostalgic to us back then. But I do remember two particular comics. One I actually went back out and purchased because I really enjoyed it. But one of them was the breaking of Batman, where Bane actually breaks him. That one I absolutely loved. Had to go get it again. I'm a huge Batman fan, though, so that's probably half the reason. And the second one was when Superman died, and they had the flag in the concrete. And I mean, that to me was iconic because I was kind of into comics. And at that point, that was like when I was starting to get into it, and that kind of reeled me back in again by that happening. Yeah, I think that both of them that you mentioned are amazing comics. Um, what was the first one you said again? Before the, the death of Superman? Ouchie, <laughs> my back yeah, issue. Yeah. That's, That's what, what I have to say. In the uh, Rebirth series, he actually has a storyline that goes through a couple different comic books, but I think it takes place in the uh, Detective Comics, or maybe the Batman series, but uh, they touch on that. He goes and fights Bane, and Bane doesn't have like Venom anymore. He's like leading a cult. And uh, he the whole time, like, you're waiting for him to ba- break I back. I lived in the dark. <laughs> the whole time you're waiting for uh, him to, to break Batman's <laughs> back again. Uh, go read it. Plot twist at the end. Crazy stuff happens. What Cat if I in can't it. read? If you're illiterate. <laughs> well, the guy that talks about comic books <laughs> the most. 
Tell me who reads them for you. Do they make Braille versions? <laughs> you can read Braille, which is ten times more complicated. Hey, okay. You can't read. So, potato, potato. Wrapping Sorry, on this. Blind people. <laughs> what would you guys like to see moving forward in comics or, like, certain characters fighting each other in comics? What would you like to see happen? Well, first thing I would like is the retail price on comics to go down to something reasonable. Um, and second, I don't, I don't even know. I really, I, I wish they, uh, would just be cooler. <laughs> That's a pretty bland answer. I don't know. Modern stuff isn't my forte right now. <laughs> hmm. I really, really like, uh, what they did with old Logan. And if they could expand on that universe, like the Hulks, how they're like ruling everything, or at least in that one city, um, maybe not even follow Logan, like follow other characters in that world. I think if they just had like a old Marvel universe and they just did comics off that, I think they could they do really that bring DC that up. all the time. Yeah, all what the time. about the hybrid that they're supposedly coming out with of Hulk and Wolverine? An I can't old, remember the name of it. Old or is it going to be like today? No, it's day? new. Wolverine like they is just coming back though. They just you know. showed it where they had Hulk and he had the Wolverine claws and. Oh, another cool thing would be uh, how they did the uh, DC Marvel crossover back in the day, and oh, they yeah. had like they Batman and Wolverine uh, like together. Um, if they could do that again, work out some kind of deal, I think people would be excited. Like Mike, last time I'm going to pitch this. I would like to see the Power Rangers. Burst Voltron. Make it happen. I can almost guarantee they've probably done that already. Have you seen the <laughs> <Damn> uh, <laughs> Have you seen the Power Rangers Justice League issues? No. They have some really, really uh, cool uh, artwork in there. It's like all digital, but it's uh, if you're into that kind of thing, everything's really shiny and cool looking. Uh, they get to interact with all your favorite old, old Power Rangers, Tommy, uh, Kelly. Uh, Kimberly? Kimberly, I'm sorry. Kelly. I'm fucking <laughs> up. Um, but anyways, yeah, the Power Ranger Justice League series, really, really cool artwork. Uh, decent story. I've only read, like, the first three issues, but it's cool. You get to see uh, Zordon and uh, Alpha 5 and, uh, why can't I think, Zed. Zed. Lord Zed. Lord Zed teams up with Brainiac. It's really crazy, guys. Go check it out. All right, guys. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we're super excited we have a special guest on tonight. His name is Eric Barnett. He is the co-writer and artist of Alien Toilet Monsters, the comic book. If you haven't been able to check this out, some comic books shops actually have them, nerd note. Otherwise, you can get it online, I also believe, and Eric will tell us a little bit more about that. Eric, are you there? Hey, guys. How are you? Really good, Eric. Really good. Thanks for taking the time to be on our show. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. All right. Well, we're going to get right into it, Eric. We just want to learn a little bit more about you guys, how you came up with the concept. Um, first off, I just want to say by looking at this comic book, your, your art is phenomenal. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a long, long road between uh, Carol and myself of trying to figure out what we were going to do. Uh, Carol had a little bit of, I'm not sure if you remember her from back in the day, she had a little bit of popularity online um, under the brand Digitally Blonde. So we sort of were looking for a way to kind of uh, take a little bit of the, back in the day, the early, early online popularity of people who were doing things like blogs and 
uh, you know, pre-Instagram sort of Facebook stuff and sort of like it was called a digital personality back then. And folks, uh, folks really seemed to like what she had to say on Twitter and she was getting a following and things like that. So the comic book was really spun out of that, uh, that, uh, persona of Carol online, uh, as a starting point. And then we sort of started adding all kinds of crazy, uh, things like the creatures and the alien toilet monsters and things like that, uh, to kind of, uh, build out the story. Um, but it, it's, it was really more of like a genesis over time more than, uh, like there's, there's no real like sort of starting point where we had this aha moment. There was no like Kevin Eastman, like we're sitting around, you know, drawing, you know, weird turtle people and blah, blah, blah. Like nothing like that happened. It was more of just like a slow progress of, uh, you know, well, this might be interesting and that might be interesting. And, oh, you know, sooner or later you end up with this weird comic book called Alien Toilet Monsters and <laughs> you're publishing. So. How long do you, like, you said it was a long time. How long would you say it was between, like, meeting uh, her and actually, like, having the comic book finished? Uh, well, Carol and I have known each other for a very long time. Okay. So that's going back to probably 2007, I'd say, was when we first met. Back but we didn't day. come up with the idea for the comic book until a little bit after that. But, again, it was, do we do a, a short film? Do we do a... a you know, you know, like a movie, do we do a movie pitch? What do we do with, you know, kind of this goofy idea? So it was kind of, you know, a lot of years and we didn't really get serious about it until a couple of years ago, some where we decided to go after a trademark, uh, and sort of start to build our brand up from that point. So that's awesome. Uh, the comic book was always there. It just wasn't, you know, uh, we didn't start really going gung ho until like the last couple of years. I think, Eric, if you guys go for a short film type thing on the Alien Toilet Monsters, I think I would be a great fit for this young guy that's fit in the comic book. And I think Mike would be a really good version of the uh, guy that's cooking the food. I think Brad... I think he's got a really good shot at that role. <laughs> I think Brad would be a great, uh, what is it, coyote slash scorpion. I think he could play that really well. We could get him in like a mocap suit. I think that'd be if really I can just say that. snarf snarf every once in a while, I'm in. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so to dig into yeah, this for you, so, a couple questions I have yeah, for we, you. Now, you're the artist. Did you come up with a lot of these characters? Yeah. So uh, Carol and I, um, we spent a lot. You know, we we are married, so I mean that's part of it. We weren't uh, actually married at the time, um, but as we were sort of discussing things, it would just be. You know, you're, you're, you're working your jobs, you're living your life, and all of a sudden you come home and just, you know, a weird idea gets stuck in your head, and you're like, what if this happens? And what if that happens? So, yeah, so one of them was, we were watching the premiere of The Walking Dead, if you can think back to when that came on television. And uh, Carol uh, just kind of looked at me, and I looked at her, and I'm like, zombies are dumb. Like, zombies are the dumbest thing that you could possibly be afraid of. Who's afraid of a, of a dead person that moves, you know, like a snail across the ground? Like, <laughs> you walk away. There's no mm -hmm. reason to be afraid of a zombie ever. And she's like, you know what's scary? I was like, what? She's like, flying cockroach with werewolf teeth. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> what? And we just started kind of laughing, and that was, I was like, well, what if that, what would that look like? And she's like, I don't know. So I started drawing it up, and, you know, that's kind of how we came up with that idea. And then, we slowly started to say, like, how can we use that in the comic? You know, where does that fit? So things like that happened all along. Um, 
you know, like we would just be, I, I watch a lot of, of uh, sort of physics podcasts, uh, physics YouTube videos, and I get inspired by that kind of stuff, you know, or like, you know, Carol will come home from work and say, you know, this happened today. So. Yeah, I can tell you right now, this very organic. This chipacabre slash wolf slash scorpion, whatever character this is, it looks like it's six feet tall or bigger also in one of these pages. I would definitely be scared of that if it was chasing me. Yeah, so that's like, so that's again, like everything in the book is based on real science. So I was, I was always looking for a way to kind of bring it back. I didn't want anything to be too science fiction-y. Mm-hmm. Even going as far as like an alien toilet monster, like I was, you know, dead set on making sure these things were all possible in some way or another. That's actually so really the, cool. Yeah, so this, the scorpion fox is, uh, it, it, it actually uses the same uh, process that bacteria use. When bacteria eat other things, you know, including other bacteria, they don't just digest them. They actually take on the properties of the other bacteria. So it's, a, it's actually, a, you know, a way of, of you know, organisms refreshing their own genetic code. That's not a made-up thing by us. That's an actual uh, scientific uh, property. That's <laughs> it, actually it genius, man. And I agree with yeah, Mike right so. there. You actually just helped me understand a little bit more of this because I read it one time and I, uh-huh. I it, it's like when you watch superhero movies, right? You catch some things, but you miss some things and then somebody tells you about it and you have to go watch it again. The second time I read yeah. it, Mike and I were sitting here and we were kind of putting our pieces together of what we thought it meant or what, who they were. But now that you're saying that, uh-huh. I get it. I get this character now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, we just, I was just kept teasing that. So, like, there's supposed to be layers to the story as well, and not everyone necessarily sees those, those layers, and I'm learning, um, you know, this is our first comic. This is, my background is not comics at all. Uh, I've read a lot of them, but I've never made one. Uh, I was a storyboard artist for short films, uh, music videos, uh, things like that. So I was never really... Uh, tasked with doing something this long and this involved to try and do the story along with the art. Uh, so it was kind of a challenge to see, you know, like how do you kind of build a, a comic book um, the way that these guys kind of do regularly? Like these guys are they're doing it month to month. I have no idea. It, it blows my mind because it's a crazy amount of work to try and pull this off. So um, if you guys are ever thinking about doing it, which I know a lot of guys who, uh, you know, or into comics, you know, think, well, we should do a comic book. Just understand the guys that do this, you know, <laughs> month in and month out, it's, it's deadly. It is so tiring and so exhausting. So That's if anybody actually, pulls this kind of stuff I'm off, sorry. man. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, That's okay. It's, yeah, there's a bit of a lag. Go ahead. No, that's actually really cool to hear, though, because, um, I'm really into music videos. I've been shooting and, uh, shooting videos and doing photography for the past like three four years now and i just really got into storyboarding and stuff which uh helps immensely with all my projects yeah and then uh just two years ago uh an artist uh from the cities approached me about um his story for a comic book and i kind of just went gung-ho on it was like yeah i can totally do that like no problem i know how to draw and then uh Uh it's been two years now i'm working on the process and it is extremely hard. It's extremely like uh, there's a lot of days where you're just like, ah, I don't even know if I want to do this today. But um, how do you stay motivated during that uh, time to just sit down and draw for like 
you know, eight, 12 hours at a time? Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Re- okay, I'll, 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 I'll tell you my secret. So um, I hit exactly the, the, the same points that you, you're describing. Same thing. There's, there's no, I think everybody goes through it. For me, um, there were days when I couldn't draw. Like, not just days, there was like weeks where I would sit down and I would just have garbage coming out. You know, and, and I mean, to an extent, there's still stuff in the book that I'm not entirely proud of. You know, I did what I could, and then there's, there's a point when you have to let go and say, this is done. But um, for me, <laughs> we, uh, we turned the music up really, really, really loud, and I would start singing at the top of my lungs. And I didn't know it at the time, but someone told me later that uh, one of the best ways to get creativity flowing when you're blocked and you just you, you can't get out onto the page what you want is to embarrass the shit out of yourself. Um, and by doing that, it's kind of like you unlock your brain, like your brain gets relaxed and then you can suddenly start to flow a little easier. So I'm a terrible singer. Like no one wants to hear me sing ever. But I would like it would be three in the morning, and I'd be in the apartment. I'd be screaming my head off to some stupid rock and roll song from the '80s, you know. Carol be trying to sleep, but it was helping me get through my process. So I don't know if that works for anybody else. Uh, works for me. Dude, that is so awesome. Thank you so much. We are we are actually now that you say that, Eric, we are actually debating this. We that think Pierre. We think Pierre here is the worst singer in the world. I would like to have both <laughs> of you know. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just sing like a little bit of a song <laughs> so we can do a judging. This is going off the rails. Are you, you do in? not have to sing. Are you Eric. in? Are you in? I, I would, but I can barely hear you guys as it is, so I don't even think it would be in tune or in time. It would be terrible. Uh, and you really don't want to hear me sing. You're good, Eric. <laughs> really, really don't. We're not really going to do that to you. Um, another question I had for you is uh, I honestly think the artwork is amazing. I think you did a great job. Um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what are some of the tools of the traits? Like, do you use a Wamcom? Do you use, uh, anything like that, like digital, or is it more, uh, starting out like drawing and then transferring it over to that kind of, uh, media? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, okay. So again, I have a very weird process, uh, probably different than most people. Uh, so I do a couple of things. So, so the first thing I do is I, I do a lot of thumbnails, um, and I do those at coffee shops just because I find the white noise of people just, you know, yabbering helps to, to kind of center me and get me kind of focused. So I kind of work on, you know, ideas and just, but I, I, it's all rough and it's all pretty much just garbage. It's not you know, anything more than just for me. Then I come back to uh, the computer, I sit at the Wacom, and uh, I start to, so for example, Mildred, the waitress in the book, um, has, I think, exactly, like, maybe three lines, if that. She's barely there, but I actually did do a full worked-up um, 3D sculpture of her because I thought she was going to be more important at the time. I thought she'd have more screen time, as it were. So I wanted to kind of have a turnaround and an idea of what she looked like from every angle. So I did that, which was a giant waste of time in the end, um, unless we decide we want to do Mildred figures, which I'm sure nobody wants. But, uh, yeah, I did do that. And then I moved on. I did a, a 3D version of Frankie that I sculpted out. And I did a, we have a 3D version of Carol that uh, is still a work in progress. Just so that there's – some guys do turn turnarounds where you kind of have, you know, you know a side angle, a three-quarter, and a front shot. Uh, for me, um, the sculpting process 
teaches my brain what these people are supposed to look like. So then I can just sit down and I can draw them very quickly. That's actually so interesting. Uh, and uh, you saying it was a waste of time to make Mildred. I don't actually think that because uh, just flipping through the first pages, like she really actually stood out to me and it looked like there was so much detail in her face and like the look. And I think that the 3D character probably just helped with that. Like you were more attached to the character. Oh, thanks, so yeah, and dude, honestly, the artwork, you guys killed it. Uh, the story is really intriguing. I want to see these damn uh, toilet monsters. I can't wait for that issue. <laughs> But really, really cool comic book, man. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait to read more. So you came right, up with thanks, this. Guys. I appreciate that. You came up with this storyline. One question I do have. If you mm. have it, if you haven't figured out, that's fine. How many multi-universes do you have? <laughs> All right. So. So. In book two, we kind of go into that a little bit. So I have all the books already kind of pre-written up to book nine. So we do know where everything's going, and we know how it all works. Um, uh, I, I don't know if... I mean, the idea is this. The, the physics suggests that our universe, as it is right now, the amount of matter in the universe, is the equivalent of a grain of sand in a... I think it's something like a 20-mile by 20-mile cubic building that's completely empty. That's how much matter there is. So it's, it's sort of like the universe is so empty with so much space, and yet everywhere we look, we have matter around us, and it's very confusing. Um, I'm probably getting those numbers wrong because I don't have my, my, my stuff in front of me. But my thought process is, well, what if every one of the multiverses that we have are the other grains of sand that fill up that space. So I'm thinking there's a lot of multiverses to kind of, you know, okay. put it mildly. Okay. So we have a lot of places to go and play. So, and one of the things that we'd like to maybe do is by opening up the multiverse, it opens up the opportunity to sort of talk to other comic creators and other people and be able to do crossovers and things like that. So it kind of has a twofold benefit. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Eric, I want to thank you very much for coming on. This has been a pleasure. You've really opened my eyes even more to the storyline that you did. I think Mike has said it many, many times here, but your artwork is very, very cool. I think you guys did a great Thanks, job with this. And again, with you explaining it to me, I get the storyline a lot more. What I want you to do here cool. before you go, if I'm someone new and I'm in a comic store and I come across Alien Toilet Monsters on the shelf, what can you tell me about it that would make me want to read it? What can you just give out there without giving too much away that would want somebody to pick this thing up? Oh, I'm such a terrible pitch man. Um, <laughs> well, one of the things I tell people is that uh, it's a book unlike most other books. and It's also a satire uh, of the industry as a whole. The book has a lot of different layers, and the more that you read it, the more you get to understand it, and that's, that's totally the point. Um, it's really about consumption at the end of the day. It's about toxic fandoms. Um, it's about narcissism. Uh, and it's about, you know, uh, everything that we sort of deem to be wrong with the world. And the thing that's going to fix it in the end is the last thing you'd expect, a giant, angry toilet monster. All right. Well, I'm excited to see the next one. So you got any insight on when that will be happening? 
Yeah, we're looking at uh, probably in the new year for the, the second issue to come out there. Uh, we're not giving exact dates yet because we have a couple of things in the works. Like we have, obviously, we have toys that we're working on right now. We've got, uh, you know, clothing. We have a bunch of different things because there's been a demand for that kind of stuff. So we're, we're excited to kind of put that out there. So, yeah, so I'm working hard on all kinds of different stuff with Carol. And uh, hopefully sooner than later, you'll see toilet monsters on store shelves in toy farm. Awesome. Well, Eric, again, thanks so much for being on here with us. Thanks for hanging in there with that little glitch. Um, I'm excited to keep talking with you guys. It's been really neat to actually, people don't know this, but I've been communicating back and forth with you and Carol here for probably about a month, and it's actually been enjoyable because we don't get to do this with a lot of people. Yeah, well, we were happy to come on, man, so thanks for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Take care. Have a great night. I know you're in a different time zone, so hopefully you'll get some sleep. Thanks very much. Nice meeting you, Eric. Have a great night, man. All right, Eric. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was a really cool interview for me. I thought, again, this is only the second interview we've done, and both interviews so far, I think the people have knocked it out of the park. They've really enlightened the listeners. They've helped us see more about what we've been reading or whatnot. So let us know too, like comments, uh, message us, private message us, whatever on Instagram or Facebook, who you want us to interview, uh, what kind of type of uh, shows or stuff you want us to talk about, because we're trying to interact with you guys more. And I think it will make the podcast a lot more fun for everyone. But please, whatever you do, do not stay Stephen Hawking's. What's, that probably will not happen. What's oh, we can't talk about Stephen Hawking? <laughs> no, we can't interview him. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen. Can we interview Siri? Possibly. Yes. <laughs> I think you guys can, totally can ask us Stephen questions Hawkins. to ask Siri. Q&A with Siri. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, at this point of the juncture, what we're going to do is we're going to turn this bad boy over to Pierre. He hasn't had much airtime. He's going to tell us give us a little bit of update here on those TV shows that everybody loves to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, maybe I should just start a TV show podcast because I don't know anything don't about leave, comics. Don't leave us, Pierre. We need you. <laughs> I can't leave you. No one would watch. It would be me and my mother. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, we had a lot of good things happen in the TV industry. Um, the, the, one of the biggest things is uh, Walking Dead uh, came back. And that, uh, okay, I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to leave for a second. Okay, so Walking Dead came back, and we got our first uh, interaction. Um, back in the last season, we found out that uh, they were going to storm Negan's castle and uh, just get rid of him altogether. So uh, they actually started off just doing so, um, set some booby traps, all that good stuff. And that, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it because I thought it was fantastic. And that, uh, So I would just say, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you tune in and watch that one. Um, moving back to stuff that we've talked about before, uh, Gotham uh, is uh, doing very well again for uh, for another season, and that um, we're getting more and more of that Bruce Wayne Batman esque character. Uh, Ra's al Ghul is is gone, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. Or do we? We don't know. We don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, Inhumans. Um, and for all you Inhuman fans out there, you know, I was kind of on board with Inhumans, uh, but uh, I've been looking at the polls, looking at uh, uh, the viewers, viewer ratings, and it it's dropped again, 
in that. Um, so, so having an inhuman season two is probably not going to happen. Um, but there is hope because uh, because uh, it is an ABC uh, franchise. So what that means is it's just like Marvel, Marvel um, Agents of the Shield. Um, ABC took took hold of that because they want to have have that group in the in the universe because they want to branch off into it. They may do the same thing with Inhumans, right, Jake? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, moving over to the CWCW is the most interesting one for me here. Uh, the Arrow Arrow came back uh, with with the Arrow. We don't uh, we don't see we don't see uh, Speedy. Uh, she's in recovery mode right now, or she's dead. Uh, one of the two. There's they're kind of hinting to that, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, Flash uh, came back, and there, and he's doing a great job here. Came back strong in the in the, in the last Flash episode. Did um, you say he went hard in the paint? He went hard, he went hard in the, the paint. paint. Shout out paint. to Waka Flocka. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the last with the last Flash episode here, if you haven't seen it, it's not really much of a spoiler in that. Uh, Wally West, uh, the, the kid Flash, he is, he is, <laughs> the hell kind of name is Wally West. You Wally, don't know who West? Wally West is? Oh my goodness. But Wally I'm West. I'm about the fake guys. <laughs> he's going to make an exit, uh, from the show, uh, right now. And I can only believe that the reason why he's going to make that exit, and it also ties in with Speedy as well from the Arrow, is because Teen Titans comes out, uh, in late, uh, 2018. They just started filming. And that so, uh, as you know, that Speedy and uh, Kid Flash are are part of that team Team Titan universe. Um, they they do play a major role in that. So uh, so look to see since the Teen Titans is a CW show that uh, you'll see those characters reemerge. I could be wrong, but I believe uh, Kid Flash will also show up in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I think he'll have a part in that. I'm not exactly sure what he'll be doing, but I know uh, the reverse flash is going to come back too. So we'll see where that goes. There you go. There you go. That that could be it too. Um, the last uh, the last show that I that I wanted to talk about is is um, with Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl. They're kind of they're looking still for Monel. And that uh, hoping that he's still alive, uh, but uh, we got to see a little bit of Mars and John Jones as uh, the last the living Martian. Well, we find out now in this next one here that his father's still alive, and now they're going to be both on Earth. We're going to see how that plays out. If you guys haven't seen these shows, I encourage you to see them. Uh, they need viewers uh, to keep them going, and I need <laughs> things to do during the week. <laughs> so make sure, make sure you watch these shows. In all honesty, they're all really, really good shows. If you st- follow them from start to finish, uh, you get really invested in the characters and stuff. And the biggest, coolest part is that all four of them have a crossover night. It's usually uh, once a week, and all four shows will contain one storyline. Last year they did uh, Alien Invaders, which was super, super cool. I loved it, and I can't wait for this year's. That's it. Perfect. What do we got on these trailers, boys? What do we got for new movie trailers that just came out? Mike? We're lacking on trailers, man. I think uh, they... I saw an extended version of the Thor Ragnarok that was released in China. My homies from China sent me that link. And then... Big shout out to China. Yeah, shout out. We're going to get so, like, the FBI is about to run in any second and be like, what about China? Do you honestly think you're fucking funny? 
No. And then <laughs> the next uh, trailer that I saw was a Justice League. It was just kind of a description of Cyborg and that character, which I really, it made me feel better about the character because if you watch all the trailers, he kind of has the same expression on his face. And he, I believe he's played by Ray Fisher. I think that's his name. He's a newer actor, so I was really worried that they weren't going to do justice to uh, one of my favorite characters, one of the founding members of the Teen Titans and now the Justice League, Cyborg. But I'm hoping with this new trailer that they showed, it looks like he has a bigger part. Uh, he's doing more acting than just a stale face and shooting up into the sky with his rocket boots. So I'm excited for the movie. That was like one of the, the one parts I was worried about, but it's starting to look like it's all coming together. Cool. And in the next couple of weeks, guys, actually Thor Ragnarok is coming out November 2nd. Tickets are probably going pretty decent at that. And I believe they just released the Justice League tickets out today yeah, for sale. Today. And, and, and then, that's the 17th. Yeah, and then uh, we we were just, uh, you had to scour the internet, uh, the YouTube and that, uh, that they got the... Uh, they got a little bit of a clip, uh, a movie trailer for the Infinity Wars. Infinity that, Wars, uh, yep, yep. And we were able to see a little bit. Got to scour that YouTube, but uh, it's out there, and it, and it looks fantastic. Fantastic. Is Captain America going to be in it? You know what? I, I, I didn't see him, so I think he, he, he might be on vacation during the Infinity Wars, but... Uh, Yes, he's going to be in it, Jake. Come on now. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Jake just went from real sad to real happy real quick. Is uh, Hulk going to be in it too? No. Oh. No Shoot. Hulk. No Hulk smash. How cool would it be if they just somehow got Hugh Jackman to be in the Avenger movie? Like they were just like, screw it, we're breaking all these contracts. We're going to pay as millions. Jackman. As, <laughs> just as Hugh Jackman. Not even as Wolverine. Can't exist, can't exist, like in outer space. Just, just Hugh Jackman chilling, beating up Thanos, the actor. Well, there you go. I like oh it. Oh, my God. I like it. I'm on board. <laughs> This just went from good to great. <laughs> All right, guys. So as always, we're going to be wrapping up here shortly, but I just want you guys to first off, check us out. We have a Facebook page. You can check us out at Nerdin' Out. We also have an Instagram page. You can check us out there. If you want to listen to this, you can check it out on either SoundCloud. You can hear it on iTunes and also our website, nerdinout.com. Really appreciate you guys for listening to this. Like Mike said, hit us up either on Facebook or on Instagram. Or even on the website, there's an email. If you want to hear something, code. something you want to hear, smoke, you just yep. right over. However you want to do that. Definitely check us out. Let us know if there's something you want to hear uh, that we can do for you. Oh. He just wrote down Neuro. I think that's a sign for me to talk about my company. I have a photography and video company, if you guys haven't heard already, called Neuro Visuals. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. It's just called Neuro on Instagram, Neuro Visuals. And our website will be up, uh, I believe, tomorrow night. Don't quote me on that. That will be neurovisuals.com. Uh, hit us up if you have any inquiries on uh, photography, video, or design. Yeah, that's it. What's going on with you, Jake? Dude, just life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing when you you're a co-owner and a manager at a comic book store, which is great, you know. But 
when there's a pizza place that just opened literally 100 feet away from my place of work, it's it's pretty bad. My physical outlook looks pretty grim. That's that's <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Brad with the with the sound bites, killing it, Brad. On point. All right. Well, no one cares about your pizza habit addiction. <laughs> Pierre, what's up with you? Uh, I got a business too. It's uh, it's called Pierre Small Engine Repair. I fix lawnmowers, um, anything with an engine, I guess. Uh, so. I don't know if you're interested, but uh, you stop over for a beer or something. He is underselling this. This is the the <laughs> greatest <laughs> lawnmower fixer in the land. I need friends. <laughs> he is also a excellent Madden player. So if you want to check that out, also go Let's... to YouTube, Nerdin' Out, and you can watch Pierre duel me in Madden anytime. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. What's your go-to team? The go-to team is uh, any team that can beat the other player. <laughs> That's Good. it. But definitely check it out, guys. We have some really cool and exciting things coming up in the next couple months. Uh, December is definitely going to be a big month, not only for us here at Nerd Out, but also for Neural. We are teaming up here, and uh, it's going to be something really special, to be honest with you. I'm super excited to be a part of it. So check that out. Again, we're going to be signing off here. Thank you, as always, for listening. Give us feedback, comments, whatever. We're doing this for you guys and a little bit for us. Thank you very much for listening again tonight, guys. Bye-bye.